0: Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles Hey, hey, it's your girl, Autumn Miles. Are you doing out there today at North Texas I love you guys so much I could just wish I just wish I could hug each and every one of you it's gonna be a great day today on the show I hope you guys are ready to listen and turn up your whatever you're listening on um it's gonna be a good day I feel like this is uh exceptional. I mean, God's word is just good. <laughs> Cassie and I were sitting in the car on the way over here. I was sharing with her something that God had told me, and she's like, that's good. I'm like, isn't Jesus so smart? You know, we say that kind of stuff, and it's just he never ceases to blow my mind, and his word has blown my mind Um, What we're going to share today. Um, I want to tell you, we have a podcast that we actually put these shows on. I am aware not everybody lives in North Texas where God lives, Dan, right? Doesn't God. (laughs) I say that when I travel and not everyone thinks it's funny. Anyway, I know that, 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 oh my goodness, I know that God lives everywhere, people. Don't email me. I understand that. Um, but we also know that it, if you are living in Mississippi, Florida, Hawaii, New Zealand, Africa, you probably aren't picking up the broadcast. Don't think the satellite signal goes that far, does it, Dan? Y'all. Um, so we have for your convenience, um, put the show on podcast and, um, which is amazing. I have several podcasts that I listened to myself was listening to one this morning before I got interrupted by a four year old needing, um, to m- me to do her hair. So, uh, let me tell you, if you want to listen, catch a show, we've had a guest. You're like, I need to hear what they have to say. You just need encouragement. You can always go to our podcast. You can find that on the website, autumnmiles.com. Also, hello. Um, I I rarely ask for this just because, I don't know, sometimes I feel awkward about it. Um, Giving. uh, This show takes money. It is listener-supported. And we just figured out, Dan and I, that we have aired the Autumn Miles show nine, get this, I should have done a drum roll. Don't you have a drum roll on that board of yours over there? Better yet, I have a snare drum. We have aired the show 940 times. I, I expect you are applauding wherever you are. I'm applauding. We. I just feel like that's a lot. And Dan has been here for almost every one of them. I have been here for almost every one of them. I mean, emotionally, I might not have been here for some of them, but... Physically, I have been here for all of them, um, and let me just tell you, it is—it has been a joy serving you these nine hundred and forty shows. Um, however, it takes money, and uh, you know we think of year of the end of year giving. And listen, we—I'll tell you this: it is incredible what we hear from our listeners on a regular basis how these shows encourage them at just the right moment. That's what we pray. We pray that these shows meet you in the exact right moment to be just a rhema word in your life and a word and season for exactly what you're going through. That's what we pray. That's As as we are producing these shows and getting these guests and um, going to the word of God, we pray that we are not just something that fills time between your house and picking up the kids. We are praying that this is literally um, manna for your weary, parched soul that will uh fill you up and encourage you. And we actually got a message, I think a couple of days ago from a woman that was praying for a sign. Um, I'm totally gonna butcher what she said because it was it was really nice. Uh, but she was praying for a sign and she logged onto the podcast and she said the show was the exact sign that she was praying for. And and that's what we pray for. Uh you know, so if you have in mind a place to give an end of your giving. Um, we we would be super honored to to receive a gift just to keep the show going, to keep it on the air, to keep it reaching the thousands of people that it does. Um, and you can go to autumnmiles.com and you can give right there. Um, God God has been good to us. You know, my dad always says um, he pays for what he orders. And God has been really, really Uh, Good to do that. But I do have to say it does take money. It ain't cheap to be on Salem. It ain't cheap. Yes. No. Dan's looking at me like, "Mm -hmm." mm-hmm. Anyway, I want to talk to you about my word of the the day today. I want you to focus on what you have, not on what is gone. Focus on what you have, not on... On what is gone. Um, I'm going to go it directly into my scripture today, which may be familiar to you, but I've got several points that I want to bring up. And I've, uh, in 940 shows, I know I've talked about the pruning of the Lord, Um, but I don't know if I've talked about it from this perspective to focus on what you have. So today I want to talk to you guys about focusing on what you have, not on what is gone. Focus on what you have, not on what is gone. Now, this is a passage of scripture that I love, that I, I mean, in 940 shows, I'm sure I have done a show or two or five or 20 on John 15, the great vine dresser. But I want to I want to take this passage and flip it a little bit, and talk about a perspective that we don't typically talk about when we're talking about um, John 15. I want to go ahead to my text, and I want to read it to you. We are going to focus today on uh, not on what is gone, but what remains. Not on what has been pruned away, but what we have. That's our focus for the day. John 15 says this, John 15, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch, every single one in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself Almost done here. If you abide in me, see how important abiding is? So important. You must abide in me. If you do that, and my words abide in you, John 15, 7. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Oh, there is so much here that um that I am obsessed with. I want to start with. John 15, 8. My father is glorified by this. How many times do we, as the super Christians say, I just want to bring glory to God. All glory go to God. All glory go to God. And and Jesus is telling us right here, red letter version right here, y'all. My father is glorified by this. That you bear much fruit it is something that must happen in a life that uh that brings glory to the Lord um he we have the opportunity by bearing fruit to give glory uh, to God but bearing fruit sometimes comes in a way that we wouldn't want it to pruning, Is a part of the process of bearing much fruit and bearing much fruit, like I just read in John 15, uh, John 15, eight is how the father is glorified. This is what we want to do in our, in our, um, in our world today. We want to bring glory to God. I really do believe that. I really do that believe that most believers really do want to bring glory to the Lord, but we bring glory to God by bearing much fruit. And a part of the process of bearing much fruit is pruning back the branches that aren't bearing any fruit so that they can bear fruit, okay? Now that you're super confused, because I've said the word pruning, fruit, and bearing a lot in the last five minutes, I want to take you uh, to my notes today. I've studied this particular passage so many times um, because it encourages me. When I go through a season where I'm like, whoa, where did that person go? Or, whoa, where did those finances go? Or, whoa, what is happening here, Lord? And a lot of times my first um, inclination is to say, Satan is attacking me. Get thee behind me, Satan. I'm going to walk in the spirit of God. But a lot of times, and I've said this a thousand times, the pruning process that God brings mirrors the attack of Satan. And sometimes you have to go through the process and you have to, um, uh, kind of feel the pruning and feel the the pain of the pruning in order to look back and say, wow, I, I am so glad you, uh, you, you had that person leave my life i am so glad that that person um, was pruned away I didn't know that this is something that was a part of their character that would have um, um, really been a distraction for me i'm really I'm really glad lord that you pruned that job away I didn't know that this would be a requirement in order for me to, to be promoted in this particular job and I'm not ethically willing to do that so I'm so glad you you pruned that away um, um, so that I can bear more more fruit for the kingdom. And a lot of times in my life, every couple years, our team goes through a pruning every couple years. I feel like our family goes through a pruning of some sort. This is not something to uh, be, be scared of. It's it, it is a part of the principle of bringing God glory. What is verse 15, eight says my father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. If I am walking with my family or with my team or whatever, and we never feel pruning, we are just one pretty bush with a lot of leaves. I don't want a pretty bush with a lot of leaves. I want to be pruned so that I can bear much fruit. Okay. This passage just encouraged me. Oh my goodness. So much over the years. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away we wonder sometimes why that person left or why that finances left or you know whatever why all of a sudden we find ourselves lonely or um why god is calling us to a different church or you know whatever it is every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away that relationship wasn't bearing fruit in you anymore. And if you want to give God glory, you have to bear much fruit, much fruit. He takes it away. It feels like Satan's attacking us. But God is in this because he knows at the, in the, in the, in the center of your heart, you want to bring him glory. He sees that. He reads that. And in order for you to bring God glory, you must bear much fruit. So he's got to take some stuff away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes so that it may bear more fruit. Now, um, this last book that I wrote came with severe, severe pruning. Like I said, every couple of years, our team is pruned back um, and, and it's always a very healthy time um, where we sort of uh we're able to evaluate okay god are we still on the right path okay god we really need you we really need to abide in the vine we really need to abide in you god are we on the right path are you still with us it's always a good wake-up call when we when we sense a pruning process uh coming for us to plug even harder into the vine and say okay god where are you at but with this last book came severe pruning and i i literally was fought on every angle and every side. Here it is in the victory of the book release and I'm seeing the great vine dresser God has come through my life, removed branches from my life that I would have never removed. As I was uh, writing it, it was like I felt like nothing was off limits in my life for God to hack on, you know, for God to cut back. I mean, just emotionally, um, even my, uh, uh, just my point of view, uh, uh, there were so, so many different things in me mentally, my capacity. I thought that I had this certain capacity and God's like, no, I've put, I've put something else in you. So, so he, he literally stretched me to my absolute core, which felt like a pruning process to show me what I could do in his power. It was a severe pruning process. And through that process, he removed things that I would have never removed. He removed things I would have never looked at my life and said, yep, that's not bearing any fruit. That needs to go. God, why don't you take this right out of my life? He removed things that I thought were producing fruit, but they weren't. I I didn't give him up. I wouldn't have given him up. He removed them. Why? Why? He saw that even though I thought that they were a good thing in my life, he saw in his wisdom that he had to take them away because I wouldn't give them up willingly. I wonder today, um, just in your life, what are what is something in your life that maybe God has all of a sudden taken away? and it's painful, and it hurts, and you thought it was good, and you're wondering why he took it away, I want to submit to you this. Maybe he took it away because you, in and of your own free will, would never have removed it and he knows at your core that you want to bring glory to him so he took it away so you could bear more fruit so you could do what you actually want to do not what you think you want to do he removes things because we won't and when they're gone there's purpose in it Here's the other side. He has pruned back branches in my life that I would have chosen to take away completely. There are some things in my life that God, the the vine dresser, has come through and He's left. And I've looked at Him and I'm like, those are ugly. Those are why are they there? What is their purpose? It's kind of like an appendix. Why do we have that? Like you know, what is this per- We don't know. Nobody knows. Um, What is its purpose? And you look at things in your life and you're thinking, why does God choose to leave that in my life? Why would he choose not to just go ahead and take that that branch away and throw it um, in with all the other dead branches? It's because he sees in his wisdom, that it will bear fruit if it remains. So sometimes he takes away things completely that we would never take away. We don't want to take them away. They're, they're giving us comfort uh, for some reason in our life. They are, they are supporting us in some way, but he sees that they're not bearing fruit. There may be a distraction to us. And other things he comes in that we would willingly give to him. And he says, I am gonna leave this. We don't see purpose in it, but he sees divine purpose in it. He sees that it is sharpening us in some way. When the great vine dresser comes, Satan gets blamed for it. And the, the process looks a lot like an attack from Satan. However, even though we confuse the two, God's pruning process always produces fruit, Satan's attacking process is always there to steal fruit, kill fruit, and destroy fruit. So if you're looking at your life and you're not knowing which is which, the pruning process of God will bear more fruit. When Satan comes in and hacks at us, it just kills everything. Makes sense? Okay, good. I want you guys, um, as, as we sort of round out the show, it is so easy when we go through a pruning process to focus on what was pruned away all of our focus goes on to that relationship that was pruned away that only god knows why it was pruned away because we thought it was good we focus on them we focus on their perspective we wonder what they're doing maybe it's a boyfriend maybe it's a uh maybe it's a, a, a spouse i I don't know what it is maybe it's a relationship with uh someone in the church maybe it's a I don't know uh, you fill the blank, blank in for yourself but we we focus on what was pruned away i wonder what they're thinking I wonder why they did this I wonder what their motive was I wonder what I did to them and, and our Thoughts can be so focused on what was pruned away that we forget that we still have things in our life that haven't been pruned that will produce for us much fruit if we just would seek the Lord about how? Remember we, we glorify God by bearing much fruit. So rather than focusing on what is pruned away, we need to be focused on what remains. And that is not our whole human culture. The, uh, our, 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 um, our, our natural response. We focus on what is gone, not what remains. What is gone and not what remains. I want you in the last couple of minutes that we have left, I want you to look at your life and I want you to focus on what is there. If it is there, it is bearing fruit or it wants to bear fruit. And if you're too focused on what is gone and what has left, you won't focus on what can potentially bring God so much glory in your life because you're mourning what's gone. Focus on what remains. I, um... I could tell you about 1500 uh, personal stories about this, but I want to I want to talk once again about my brother um, who definitely has had a severe pruning take place in his life in the last year. A year ago, he was in a motorcycle accident and he was told he he would be um, paralyzed for the rest of his life in his right arm because all of his his um, nerves were severed severed. And we prayed big old gangster prayers over his arm. And God has begun to heal his arm. But in the process, he has lost a lot of mobility for a short time in his right arm. And I know I've said this before on the show. He is an expert guitarist. And we looked and we were like, God, why would you do this? Why would you do this to someone who is worshiping you on a regular basis, who who literally worship is his lifestyle. Why would you do this? But in the process of the last year, we have seen, yes, he pruned back that arm so that David couldn't play guitar for a while. But in the meantime, um, his church lost tragically their senior pastor. Here, David is almost paralyzed. Paralyzed. And a couple of months later, tragically, their uh, senior pastor passed away. Out of the blue, died of a heart attack. He was forty, I believe, forty-five years old. Incredibly young, very well respected. And here we see the church needs someone with a pastor's heart. He's he's a, a pastor up in Columbus, Ohio. Someone with a pastor's heart to care. Uh, for the people as they're grieving and of course the normal things that go on at a church, just the pastoral care, the hospital visits, um, the counseling that needs to take place. And yes, God has pruned back David's physical ability with his arm, but it that pruning set him up to step into a role that he didn't even know was going to be vacant and fill it and bear much fruit through it by ministering to the church in a way that um, he would have never expected to. And now of course the feeling is coming back in his arm and he is getting mobility, but he actually was transferred to a totally different position in his church because I believe that pruning took place and God put him in a place Where he didn't even know he was capable of ministering, Um, but God did. He drew something new out of him because of that pruning. And um, now God's restoring his arm back to him after he's in a new position. But I wonder today, what in your life has been pruned away that you're focusing on way too much? And what remains? What remains in your life that God wants to use for his glory, what remains? Stop focusing on what's gone because there's a reason that it's gone. Just like David, his arm needed to go for a minute so he could focus on ministering to the church in a very fruitful way. Stop focusing on what's gone. Trust God that it's gone for a reason and start focusing on what remains in your life. And it will encourage you. I love you guys. I hope this encourages you. Uh, You can catch me right back here tomorrow on the Autumn Mile Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener-supported, and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com, and if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Merry Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.